So I decided to come on the podcast this week with a bonus episode. Yes, for no good real reason. In Roma One, um, I usually do three podcasts a week, which is just the extra, but usually we only do two on Mondays and Fridays. But today I had something so powerful, I just couldn't hold it back. And that's because I'm talking to so many women lately um, and getting so many topics coming up, up, up at the same time. And some of the things I'm hearing are lack of motivation, feeling overwhelmed, you know, especially for university students, not quite knowing how to you know find your true potential like what you're meant to be doing um and and regardless of where you are in your life whether it's university or mother or career woman or whatever um just really not knowing how to push through the difficult stuff and reach your best self and that's something i don't know i've always kind of had it in me certain things and in, in, in certain drives where I just don't find things difficult and I don't take any credit for it whatsoever. I really do believe it's just something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I was recently asked kind of to unlock the five keys of how I'm able to do that and push through and just um, you know, achieve success regardless of what is around me, regardless of the physical state of the situation, the environment, the emotional overload and all that stuff. And I think now with COVID, that's the time we need to like pull in the reins and really get laser focused. So today I'm going to talk to you about the five keys to reaching your potential, no matter what's happening around you and how hard it is. Thank you for joining us for the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, except today's a bonus episode, um, on topics that you really care about as Muslim women, whether it's love, relationships, um, spirituality, organization, um, relationships of all kinds, right? Could be in-laws, parenting, spouse, everything. You know we're in the middle of a love series. But I hit the pause button today because I wanted to bring some really what I hope to be motivational or inspirational information to help help you if you feel like you're just not sure where to go you want to like be the best you you know you have the whole road ahead of you or maybe you've been through some really rough stuff or maybe you're in something really really difficult right now and you can't seem to pull through you kind of need someone else to motivate you push you push you in the right direction and so forth and so I'm here because I want to share with you five pivotal things that no matter how difficult my life is, uh, by the mercy of Allah, obviously first, but after that, there is a bit of it that we have to come with our own drive, right? That has allowed me to just crush it and just do whatever I have to do to push through a difficult situation. It could be an emotional thing, a relationship thing, a financial thing. It could be a, bo- a work thing. It could be anything. And so at the end of the pandemic, look at us here, right? So I just wanted to really come on with a quick podcast and hopefully give you some really important tips um, Um, That can be useful for any time in your life. All right. So the first key, I'm just going to literally dive right in, is to take inventory of your values and live by them. One thing that I can say about myself, like really, really confidently, is that I know who I am and I know what I believe. And I really believe that that is the pillar. And we talk about the five pillars in Islam. Well, obviously, with the pillars, you're supposed to be doing them. But the, the thing most people don't understand is if you don't know why you do things, and you don't really stand behind them and you're not like 100% sold on them and solid on them, which I know a lot of our people are not. And I'm just going to throw that out there in all honesty. And, and I'm not trying to be like blasphemous. I, I know 
many women have questions why I have to do this why I have to do why can't I just do this why does it have to be so hard no I am I am confident and sold on what I believe I know what I believe and I can say that because and so those of you who are like I don't know that I'm there yet I can say that honestly because I have put in the work I'm an avid avid reader I've sat for hundreds of hours under people who are way more scholarly than myself I have sought knowledge I have read like like I am like literally devouring books on a regular up until this day um yeah I'm an educator of over 20 years and license and experience but I never stop reading and growing and people are like how do you have time to read a book you have like five kids and you're like running like two three different things and you're teaching thousands of women every week all over the world in 137 countries like how are you reading and what I want to tell people is for any of these five things I'm going to say I'm a really big believer and I think I just put up my Instagram today if you want it you'll do it you'll find a way and and I'll get into number three and talk a bit about more how I technically do that but I want to just say the first thing is to get solid on who you are your why what you're doing get super passionate when you are passionate that passion will drive you so I'm extremely driven by what I believe and so for me I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like the best security he anything he says it is true it will happen so where am I doubting if he says do xyz why would I not do that if I don't, it's just because of my own laziness, my own distraction. We can call it whatever we want. But for me, I'm extremely passionate about that. Number two, learn to ask for help. Now, I think with women, that's really, really hard because a lot of us, we don't want to bother people. We don't want to inconvenience them. We're really worried about what people will think about us if we tell them we don't know stuff. And then we have to ask for them to tell us how to do it. And I think that that very much comes from a place of ego in a sense. So I am like, okay, so if, if when I was young, not really young, but probably like in seventh grade, I went on a ski trip. Okay. And when I went on the ski trip with my middle school, because it was one of those things they allowed us to do, I remember getting to the top of the mountain and all my friends, they wanted to do like the double, double diamond or whatever those things are. And I was like, they had somehow convinced me to do it. And even though like nobody should be on that, like the first one, two times they're skiing. Right. And um, I remember I'm at the top of the mountain and I'm just quivering like nobody's business. Right. But then in front of me, it was hysterical, was like a group of five six and seven year olds plunging down that mountain fearless just like woo and they were good they were not falling they were like the fearlessness that they had that gung-ho just do it they were not afraid to fall that was like the really big difference like when you're in seventh grade you're really afraid to fall (laughs) you're like really concerned with what's gonna what everyone's gonna say when you fall how they're gonna crack on you you know what your hair is gonna look like when the snow's all messed up in it I mean at the time um you know I I was I was not uh talking about like myself I have all my friends with me alhamdulillah but I'm just saying like your whole thing like oh am I gonna fall and then my leg gonna be in the air like we're very very worried you know about what everybody thinks about us in the moment but the truth is, that is what was stopping us from, from, from figuring stuff out was that, that holdback, right? And I'll talk more about holdback and fear in number five. But what I want to say is I was scared to ask people how to do stuff. I didn't want it to look like I didn't know. So the guy had given us instructions and I couldn't quite remember about some step that he had. But I didn't want to ask for help. And so... <laughs> 
So I'm like all shy and I don't want to say nothing. And then we get to the top and it turned out that particular day it was really icy outside. So I have my skis and you're supposed to do like this pizza thing because I wasn't yet to like the like we go right and left. I wasn't like that advanced. Right. And apparently like you can't quite do the pizza when it was ice that day. It was not even snow. I don't know. By law, it was just straight up ice. So I remember trying to do the little pizza thing and I couldn't remember some other thing he told me to do and I didn't want to ask anyone. And so I went down and I literally almost died twice. First time was when I I literally went off a cliff. I don't know why they did not have these things like like uh, blocked on the side of the cliff. It was so icy when I went to make the turn. Again, I couldn't remember. I didn't ask for help. I went off the cliff and somehow my ski kind of got stuck as I was going off the cliff. Some random like older man behind me grabbed my ski. I'm hanging off the cliff by my ski. Imagine this, you know, right? I'm like 13 years old, 12 years old. And I'm just like, like my life's flashing before me. Now at the time, I'm still too shy to ask for help. He brings me back onto the mountain. I'm good. Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Clearly not fine, right? <laughs> and then I try to go down the rest of the mountain and there was this big tree. I don't know why they, I guess maybe because it's double diamond. They want people to like be adventurous. They put the big tree, big pine tree right in the middle of the trail. And it was so icy. I was losing control. I couldn't get to the right or the left of the tree. It was a rather big tree. And I guess we were supposed to swerve around it. And I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I'm going straight into that tree. So I was like, that's it. I just, in a moment of panic, I pushed myself to the right and I remember falling. And after that, I couldn't remember anything because I just turned into, you ever see those movies where there's like a big snowball? I was a big snowball coming down the mountain. You like they have like those joke movies? No, like I really did that. I was flipping forward all the way down the mountain. And it was like this Hollywood ending. When I get to the bottom of the mountain, I just like, and I like, I plant my face forward in the snow and I just look up and there's like the line of all the people getting onto like the ski thing. And they're all just like, their mouths are open, like, oh my goodness, what just happened to you? And then I didn't even look up after that. I think I heard a couple people laughing, which I'm sure like they have a right to laugh, right? But the point is, like, how ridiculous am I? Because I didn't want to ask for help at that young age. And I just did something that I could like potentially killed myself. So what I want to say is women, when we're, we're in the house and we're struggling with the kids, we don't want to ask our husband. We don't want to bring up things. We don't want to tell relatives, call them, ask them for help. We need to really get over the whole, like, I don't want to bother anybody thing. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to help people. We need to be open to asking for help. Okay. And it's okay to let people know that you don't know stuff. That's okay. The reason I know what I know today is from me asking a ton of questions. I never was like, oh yeah, I know that. Like, no, no, no. I was always like, oh wait, but how'd you do it that way? I could only do it this way. Show me, show me. That was my attitude my whole life. And so, you know, whatever you don't know, ask for help. Tell somebody you don't know and then just learn to do it. It's really that simple. We just have to get over the pride thing, right? And the whole like inconveniencing people thing. It's just nonsense. If you know more, you're going to be able to help people more and then use their help less in the next time, right? So if anything, we're just being, being better and giving ourselves a better opportunity and our children and our family. Number three, be a student of your calendar. If you ask me where is every minute in my day, I already have it planned. From the minute 
almost, I would even say I almost planned like before I woke up, like from the minute I'm conscious to the moment my head hits the pillow, every minute my day is accounted for. Now, if you ask the difference between people, if you ever go into like, you ask all these people over the world who are like super successful, you know, the big difference is number four with them, but it's very much linked to number three, which is the calendar, which is waste no time. And you know, this really goes back to our our Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Wal-as. and then, you know, like when I heard, I, I, I really took it to heart when I was learning Quran. And I said, subhanAllah, the first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask me is about my time. How did you spend it? Where did you spend your money? What were you doing here? And I said, there's no way Allah is going to grill me. And I didn't do my due diligence. So I literally, if you look at my planner, it's incredibly detailed for when I'm going to sleep, when I'm going to work out, when I'm going to drink water. When like, if I have like, I have a thing where I don't like to drink water. I, I'd rather drink coffee, but coffee is, is not good. It's like a diuretic. It's like dehydrates you. So I have this thing now where I had to balance myself. Like for every, you know, cup of coffee, I drink two cups of water. I have to try to balance that. And so I have to literally remind myself. So instead of being lax about it, I really literally, you know, like this is when I'm going to do it. Have any of you guys heard my morning routine? If you scale back, I talk about like when you don't like to do things and we'll talk more about habits inshallah as January comes in. But when you don't like to do things, it's really, really helpful when you align them with something you're already doing. So like when I, when I, I have a stretching thing, like I don't tend to stretch. And so I'll have more tension in my muscles. Women, you know anything about stress? Yes. Right. So when you stretch more, you have less stress, less tension. So I get on the floor and after fejr, I then make sure that I stretch because I'm right there. I don't like to drink water. So as soon as I press the machine for the coffee, I go and I get water. And while the coffee's being made, I drink a glass of water. It's like my cue. And that's the secret for building healthy habits. You have to like reduce the friction and make time for things by attaching them to something that you already do. And then, you know, so when people see even like you know it's so funny because this week I had so much trouble scheduling women I don't know what it is I think people are just hitting their breaking point but I do consultations a lot of you guys know I do like 15 minute free consultations and then I have actual like full-on like 45 minute ones if people want them because a lot of women like I really I have so much appreciation for women that really want to like work on themselves but at the same time like I only have so much time in the day I have my own children I have my own things I need to take care of or own things I need to pay for and so you know I have so many women that have been booking my calendar that they're calling me up they're just like please make more time make more time and I'm just like I really can't I'm not being inflexible I have every moment planned in my day so like even between calls from another woman to another woman there's usually like five to ten minutes that I just use in case Allah forbid she needs a little bit more of my time so I let the call go over or or like just to like you know if I want to like run use the bathroom or like get a drink of water in between or or make sure I can answer an email if somebody has an urgent matter while I'm on the phone which sometimes happens and you know at the end of the day I really try to accommodate women as much as I can because it is my passion this work is my passion but I also have to keep a balance and and I want to encourage this to women as you're trying to do things outside your house you always have to ground yourself in number one which is knowing your values and living by them. I cannot say, and, and, and this is a big problem with a lot of um, imams and speakers, because I want you to imagine these really famous people that we all love and they're on YouTube and here and there. They get called out all over the world to speak, you know, and I, I do these things too. People call me out. I'm in engagements. They want me to speak at this conference. They want me to, to do this private thing. But 
at the end of the day, their families, and same thing with like famous athletes or singers for non-Muslims, like usually their families suffer, right? Because everybody outside wants you to do something for them because they're like, oh, you do this. Oh, but you have to find that balance. So when I make my schedule and I say, these are the times allotted for any woman who needs my support, because I do calls where they can, you know, get help on whatever, their marriage, their, um, their like career choice, maybe just like organizational stuff, like stuff that whatever, you know, that I have experience in, I, I definitely block out those times and I, I give myself to them 100%. But at the same time, off those hours, I have to give myself 100% to other people like my kids or my husband or whatever, or my daily house stuff, right? Or whatever else I have to do or my team, I have an entire team. So, you know, at the end of the day, I want you to imagine that you have so much time in the day. And the only difference between you and somebody else is how you use it. We're all given the same amount. So I'm doing, I'm like becoming a master of my calendar. And that's what I encourage you to do to reach your full potential, regardless of what's going around. You just make sure you master that time. And if you're a person who wants to be lazy, wake up late. I mean, these are the things that are holding you back. Don't wonder why you're unhappy. Don't wonder why you feel like bleh, like unfulfilled or like, uh, like this is you. There's certain things people cannot do for you. They could shout from the rooftops all they want for you to get motivated. But if you don't actually sit up, it's going to be really hard for you. You're going to make your life hard. So I just encourage people to take that stuff seriously. Number four, just get stuff done. Like that goes to number four, get stuff done. Set a bar and, and reach it every day. So for example, I'll give you an example with like even... um sit-ups or working out like a lot of women don't want to work out it's like oh you know they'll like get the yoga pants on in their house but then like they'll like go like sit and watch tv eating chips in their yoga pants yeah I know who you are no I'm just playing now we all want to do that we're all like oh maybe I don't have time so the thing is this if you can just get yourself to do like 20 sit-ups that's great and you know we're like oh tomorrow I'll do 40 don't do 40 tomorrow do 21 and you're like really what's 21 gonna do for me I'm like, well, do 21 the next day and 22 the next day and 23. Because every day, even if you just, it's like that whole rule, you just improve by 1%. It's really true. You can do a lot. Because what we tend to do is like, oh, psh, 1%, I can do like 40%. And then guess what we do? Like 0%. Because we hit 40% the first day and 40% the second day. And then we're like, uh, I'll just do like 20. The next day we're like, oh, I'm pretty busy. And then we just, boom, we fall off. That's why we don't do so well in Ramadan, you know? And just heads up, I have an amazing, amazing thing that I do in Ramadan, which is I get women together because I know the motivation thing is really a problem. And we all just rally together and we push every day. I do try to push women in Ramadan. Even though I encourage women all year to push themselves, I do have an entire uh, Ramadan recharge experience because of that. Because this is like the time you don't want to mess up. Ramadan is like, it only comes once a year. It's your only chance. Maybe the mercies are, are endless. Like it's one of those things that like you don't want to screw up. So I really, really just, I really want women to know like that's the time. Like get serious all year. I'm serious all year, but I mean, really, really don't, do not waste that time. It just, it is just, we don't want to be one of the losers, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who waste their time in that time. But yeah, so same thing with Quran, okay? One ayah a day. Imagine if you just did one ayah a day and two ayah a day and three ayah a day of this. Okay, even one ayah is hard for you. You don't speak Arabic, right? Okay, no problem. Do one word a day, literally. And the next day, do two words in the Quran. And the next day, do three words in the Quran and four and five and six. 
We need to set the bar at a consistent level where we can just do it every day. As long as you're improving every day, you're going to feel good because progress feels good to human beings. When we're progressing, we feel good. When we're stuck, that's when we feel horrible, right? That's why you might feel horrible right now. That's why this topic is the five keys to reaching your potential, regardless of what's going on around you. Because as long as you can just do that 1%, even in the midst of fire, you're going to be fine because you're still climbing up the hill. You haven't stopped. And that's what I, that's what I do all the time, regardless of what's happening. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go more than 1%, to be honest, at this point. But if things are hard and I cannot push myself, I just push myself to do 1%. Because at least I'm 1% better than yesterday. And at least I see progress. And lastly, number five is end fear in your life. And you know, it sounds so simple, but I mean, not simple to do, but just like simple to say, but it's, it's very much a pillar of our faith because we're talking about Qadr, right? Qadr of Allah Mashafa, right? Uh, whatever Allah wills, we believe it was meant for us. It's good for us. But we say this like, like almost as a cliche, but we live in anxious state all the time. COVID-19 has people anxious, right? And you know, this is the thing. If you live in a constant state of fear, it's, it's just going to cripple you. And when, let me just say this like this. Adaptability is really important. I think I'm going to talk about another bonus episode coming up. But I want you to know is, is the way we respond to fear is really, really important. It's really, really important. We have to think about the fact that, you know, you know, people, they always ask me why I'm, I'm just motivated and I don't live in fear because when you live in yesterday, you just live in regret. And when you try to forecast the future every day, oh, what if there's like 800,000 dead in COVID? What happens if like I lose my job? What happens if like my dad gets sick? What happens if like my kids have to go to the hospital? What if, what if, what if, if you live in that fear forecast, you're crippled. You cannot move. It's like frozen in fear. You ever seen that somebody frozen in fear? Like something's coming at them. They just look like all like bug eyed and they cannot move. That's, that's a lot of people right now. Frozen in fear. And guess how fast you move when you are frozen in fear? Well, you guessed it because I said the word frozen, right? Not at all or, not, or hardly at all. And so then when you stay stagnant, right? That's the next piece. Then you feel really horrible. Then you start to get depressed. Then you feel really, really horrible more than that. Maybe you're even suicidal. And, and this, is, this is what's happening to a lot of people. So the difference I just want to say between successful people, and I mentioned a little bit before, who, who reach their potential and people who don't, is they just get stuff done. And how do they get stuff done? Well, that's the five things that I mentioned. Like, how do I push through? One, I take an inventory just to summarize of my values and I live by them. I put the time in, I read books, I learn, I make a moment. And people like, as a mother, how do, do you do that? I do it in the morning before my kids wake up. Once your mom kiss the most of the rest of the day goodbye. And I don't believe in staying up late all night when the kids go to bed. A lot of women do that. You know why? Because that is not the time of Baraka. You're going to stay up late. And you're going to eat chips and get fat because that's what we do. When we're up late, we eat because, you know, I mean, I do it too if I stay up late. And then we go to sleep late. And what happens after that? We miss Fajr. And then we've already started the next day off on a bad foot. I don't do that. I go to bed early and I wake up early. And it sounds like an old people thing. I am a night person. I have always been when I was younger. But I realized that that just does not work for you. That is just the opposite of what Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did. He said to go to bed after Isha. 
and just do not stay up and waste the hours. You will not wake up before Fejr and pray any prayers before Fejr or pray Fejr itself. It's just not going to happen. And so why are we going against the Sunnah and thinking that we're going to find Barakah in it? The time of Barakah is in the morning. It's in the morning before Fajr or after Fajr, these times. And subhanAllah, when you do anything in that time, it is amazing. And so that's when I get all my stuff done. My reading, my journaling, all that stuff, right? And so number one was take inventory. Number two, ask for help. Don't be afraid to burden people. Ask for help. Learn what to do. Don't be afraid to tell people you don't know what you don't know. And number three, be a student of your calendar. I waste no time. Everything, every minute's accounted for. And if you like, oh, that sounds so type A. I want to be more creative. Listen, I have a very creative side. I'm very into like a lot of stuff. But when it comes to accountability and giving people their haq, no. There is a certain accountability we all have in front of Allah. I have to take care of my kids. That doesn't mean just bathing them and feeding them, okay? That means giving them love and care and attention and playing with them. I have to, I have to pencil it in. If I have to pencil it in or pen it in, I have to do what I have to do. Two, 2.30 to 3, I'm on the floor with, with my child because otherwise I'll say in a minute, in a minute, and never do it. Sound familiar, right? This is their haq, to have love and affection and attention, right? Number four, just get stuff done. One percent. Just say myself, just 1%, 1% more than tomorrow. If that's all I can do, I know every day I'm moving up the hill. And number five, do not live in fear. It's against our nafs. It's against our qadr. Excuse me, it's against our fitrah to, to live in this state. Allah made us to be hopeful, to be optimistic. We are living in fear and crippling ourselves, and then wondering why we're not moving anywhere. And I want to just say one last thing about potential, and it's really important. Woman to woman, woman to, to all of you, live to your own potential. People have a really big problem these days with caring about what other people think. Let me tell you my take on that when it comes to my potential. I do not measure myself against anyone because I'm too busy measuring myself against myself. I don't have to compete with other women because I'm in competition with myself to be the best version of myself possible. Allah gave me this body. He gave me this mind. I need to use it to its full capacity. I think even Einstein, what they say, he even said that like the average person like who's even a genius like him only uses 3% of their brain. Can you imagine? We, we have so much untapped potential within each of us that Allah gave us that we are not unlocking. So I am in this, this competition with myself to unlock the best version of myself. And, and you know what? That could take me anywhere. That could take me to really high heights. Why would I limit myself by comparing myself with another person? That would just limit me. Maybe I could be even better than that. I'm just like holding them higher. Well, maybe I could exceed that. But what happens is we just so focus on other people, on other women, what they look like, what they have, what they don't have, you know, what they have access to, whatever it is, and and, and how popular they are or how everybody talks about them. Like, I, I honestly don't even know what's going out in the world half the time and, and, and maybe to a fault, but it's because my head is down. I am in the zone. I am laser focused on what I believe in, what I want to accomplish. Mindfulness is my, is my passion. I want to help my people. I believe in my deen. And I believe that Islam is the key to, to solving humanity's problems. And I believe that our women are suffering unnecessarily because they're not aligned as best as they could be with their own fitra, with their own selves, and with their own Islam. And the, and the sooner we can do that, we can align ourselves, but still live in a modern world and function and exist in a realistic sense and being really, really, like I said, realistic about the whole approach. I think it's just so powerful. And, I, and it means a lot to me. So I just want to say, I hope you guys 
can take something away from that, that the five keys to building your own potential, even though it's hard, are these things. You can go back and re-listen. And inshallah, I just want to wish you the best of the rest of the week ahead of you. And just say, really, really, all of you are in my du'a. If you are struggling and you really, really need to talk to someone, I'm here. I mean, I'm here as much as my calendar slots are there. I can't always promise, like I said, because I kind of like fly away and they're gone pretty fast. But I'll put the link below for how I do free 15-minute discovery calls to ask a question. You know, I, I can usually really get a lot done in 15 minutes with women. I try to give as many women these as possible because I know there's a lot of women out there that really have a lot of questions. But really, really believe in yourself. And, and don't measure yourself against anyone. Be your own best competition. Be your own best motivator. And inshallah ta'ala, if you do need the help, I'm here. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. I will catch you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.